Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Day Beautiful podcast feed. My name is Adam. I am the founder of Day Beautiful, the website and podcast where you can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check out Day Beautiful on daybeautiful.net and on all social media at Day Beautiful. And welcome to yet another First Taste reading series where I invite an author to read five minutes from their work to kickstart your week off with great literature and put you in a really good mood. Today's guest received his BA in English and Philosophy from Connecticut College. He holds an MFA in Creative Writing from Wichita State University. His writing has been nominated for a Pushcart Prize and earned him fellowships in Wyoming and France. He currently resides in Connecticut with his wife and their two cats. His debut novel, When We Fell Apart, is out now. Please welcome Soon Wiling. Hey Soon, how are you doing today? I'm good. Happy to be with you on this lovely Tuesday afternoon. At least it's nice here in Connecticut. I don't know. Yeah, how definitely. It is. Okay. I'm in Denver. I, I always get stuck talking about the weather because I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> it I is am, nice here, actually. That's a sign of, of getting old and I'm happy to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, your book, uh, When We Fell Apart, came out a while ago. Um, but in case readers may not have been introduced to it yet or haven't seen it on bookshelves across America. What is When We Fell Apart about? Sure. So um, the novel follows the story of Min, who's a uh, biracial uh, Korean American, and um, he's living in Seoul. And the book opens with uh, he's just received news that his, his uh, girlfriend has died under mysterious circumstances. Um, the police strongly believe that it's suicide, but he kind of has his doubts. So um, the novel follows essentially his uh, quest or journey to try to uncover the truth about what happened. Um, and simultaneously, the book is divided up into two points of view. So while his chapters tell the story of kind of his investigation, um, the alternating chapters go back in time and actually are from his from Eugen, who is his the dead girlfriend. Um, she gets to tell her side of the story of, of what happened um, and her chapters start a little bit earlier. So mm -hmm. there's kind of this uh, uncovering in his chapters and revealing in her chapters. Um, and hopefully it ends in a satisfying conclusion. Well, I definitely think it did. Um, and I'll talk about more about the book after you read. But uh, what will you be reading for us? What part of the book today? Sure. So, um, you know, that's the funny thing about writing a book from two perspectives. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to choose. Um, I decided that I'm going to read. Uh, it's from chapter eight. And it's kind of just when uh, Eugen has uh, arrived in Seoul. Obviously, this is before Min finds out that she's uh she's dead um and she eugene is from a more kind of provincial town so she isn't from a big city um and this is kind of her her first introduction to to seoul and to university life and this is also where she'll meet one of her roommates uh sora awesome take it away yeah. okay seoul was everything the city churned with a kind of technicolor effervescence, a civilization in orchestrated chaos. For the first time, I was a part of something bigger than myself. I was a microscopic organism, a molecule, a speck, a chip on a motherboard blinking away with all the other lights, burning up the grid. And I imagined that grid of lights witnessed from space, a yellow crossword puzzle glittering with brilliant expectation. I was where I was meant to be, living the life I was supposed to live. I began looking back on my time in Gaidong as a mistake, a mix-up in the sorting. Here in Seoul, this was where I belonged. 
And it wasn't just the city itself. It was Iwa, with its expansive quads framed by lush foliage turning brilliant oranges and reds, the entire student body buzzing with a sense of purpose. But it wasn't merely for the grades, like in high school. These women seemed driven by something bigger, something more abstract, a quest for power and strength. And I was in the middle of it all, with Sora. A few weeks prior to my arrival on campus, I'd received an email letting me know I'd matched with Sora. According to a survey we'd taken earlier that summer about our living habits, we were a 98% match, which seemed impossibly thrilling. Since we were both already in Seoul, we decided to meet for the first time the night before orientation. Sora had nixed my suggestion of meeting in the student center for a bakery off campus. By the time I arrived, it was nearly deserted, pale storefront light leaking out into the darkness. Through the window, I could see Sora seated at a small circular table, chin resting in her palm while she read a book. My throat tightened. What if she didn't think I was cool? What if she realized I didn't know the first thing about living in a big city? Sora stood up when I entered, fixing me with a pensive smile. I hope this place is all right, she said. I got you a croissant. I thanked her and sat down. What are you reading? Poetry. Have you ever read Elizabeth Bishop? I've been on a real American and European poet kick lately. My back stiffened. Within seconds of our meeting, I was already going to prove my illiteracy. I haven't. Are you reading it for class? If Sora thought I was uncultured, she didn't let on. Just for fun. I've always wanted to get out of Korea and travel. This is as close as I can get right now, she said. I'll lend it to you when I'm finished. I'd never met anyone my age who read things for fun, let alone poetry. We read for comprehension, for essays, and for exams. Sitting down, I tried not to feel intimidated. Like me, she was on the taller side, but that's where the similarities stopped. Her body was a compact spring, tightly wound. Not an inch of space had been wasted in her creation. Under her black jacket, her shoulders were broad and imposing, held aloft with perfect posture as if a steel rod ran up her back. Across from her, I felt insignificant, wafer thin. I haven't read much poetry, I mustered. It probably would go over my head. Sora arched her neck and laughed brightly. Who cares, she said, looking around at the customer list tables. That's not the point. I'd go crazy if I stopped reading or doing things just because they didn't make sense right away. Plus, we got into Iwa. We're smart. Her laugh seemed to break the spell. I relaxed in my seat and took a bite of the croissant, buttery and rich. We stayed in the bakery until closing time, speaking freely about our expectations and hopes for the coming year. Sora was ecstatic when I told her that I was from Gaedong. People from Seoul were stuck up, she said. She was from Pusan, and even though it was a big metropolitan city, she'd already been teased for her southern dialect. We were both outsiders then, striving to find our way. Sora was convinced that destiny had placed me at Iwa, in Seoul, rooming with her. There was no chance or randomness. Fate. That was all. Sora, with her bold confidence, those dark, untroubled eyes, she was my guide, my bridge across the terrifying chasm that was freshman year. And during those first months of school, I found myself confiding in her, all my doubts and fears late into the night, the words flying from me up to the top bunk where she lay quietly, listening. 
And slowly, cautiously, Sora opened up to me, told me the future she saw for herself. Me, someone who'd never known friendship, true friendship. I'd been all consumed, zeroed in, a bullet train flying down the tracks. But I'd reached the station. I could afford to slow down, see what lay beyond the glass. Thank you for reading that. You mentioned... <clears throat> You know, when you have a book from two different perspectives, it's hard to choose like what you're going to read from at readings. I, I'm curious, did you always envision this book having two distinct voices? Was that always part of the structure? Um, no, actually, that's kind of the interesting genesis of the book. So originally, the the earliest drafts of the book were were written actually from um, men's perspective only. So the male protagonist. Um, and I wrote a whole draft of that book um, in first person, actually, and now it's in third, mm -hmm. uh, which was a whole other a whole other thing. Um, but I think it was the second draft of the book, the second full full draft. Um, I realized that um, I needed to have kind of her to have Eugene's voice more present in in the book. And she was a character and she existed and she was in all of these scenes, but um, she, the story was never told from her perspective. So um, the second draft of the book was actually me just writing a new book, which was, <laughs> which was all of her chapters. So I wrote it in kind of an odd way in that I essentially wrote two books and I wrote them separately. And then the third draft was essentially weaving them together and figuring out how they fit. Mm -hmm. Was it easy to get into her voice once you knew you had to? to write her yeah that so that was also the the you know writing is always kind of like this but i i labored over the min sections quite a lot and they were a lot more difficult for me to write i think and, and maybe that's just because those were the first chapters that i wrote mm -hmm, but um mm -hmm. uh you know when i started writing her chapters they um they you know and again this rarely happens with writing but they just kind of flew out of me and mm -hmm. Uh, I think partly because she was already a fully formed character. I'd obviously already been thinking about her a lot, but I found um, her voice to be a lot more uh, freeing in a sense. And I mean, part of that is a little bit has to do with craft because Min's section is the engine of the plot. So he has to discover the the clues and the mysteries, whereas Eugene's chapters are a little bit more free to kind mm -hmm. of be expressive and confessional. Um but yeah, uh, ironically, her chapters were, were some of the easiest things to write in the book, um, which again is, is like one of the great mysteries of writing, why certain <laughs> chapters are easy and why certain ones aren't. Thank you so much to Soon for joining the Day Beautiful podcast first taste reading series. You can find out more about them at SoonWiley.com. You can follow Day Beautiful at DayBeautiful.net and at Day Beautiful on all social media. As always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful, and you're all beautiful. <laughs>